I just knew that if I ever needed a slightly used Kleenex, that she had one. Good morning, everybody. I'm Ryan. This is Kate. We, we get to co-lead this awesome team um, and this church together. And so do you... Um, Don't worry. I got I, I'm happy to help if you want me to. <laughs> you do this more often than I do. Situated? Yep, we're good. All right. Good morning. Good morning. So we begin a uh, series, not a series. Oh, man, that's what I was going to try to avoid. The one thing I'm trying not to say is a series on lament because that means that we're just going Sunday to Sunday and someone's going to speak to it topically. So what we are entering into, what we feel like God is inviting us into is a season of lament as a family where we engage fully. And that's not just a Sunday to Sunday thing, but throughout the week. And it cannot be individualistic as is so often the temptation when we deal with sadness, grief, or trauma that we say, oh, this is my individual journey. We believe that God is inviting us as a community of people as a group of people into a season of lament and at the end of it we will all be better it's only a couple weeks hold on we got this (laughs) 14 days ready set go lament Uh, um no no no. this is not yeah this is um anyways i'll get there typically uh so when we hear the word lament our minds go to grieving a death and for uh, Ryan and I, for our family, for those of you who don't know, we have, um, we are in the midst of, of grieving a death, of the death of Ryan's brother, an amazing brother, husband, father, uncle, incredible man. And so for us, it is very true. But the lament, the lament that we feel right now is far broader than that. It's been about 18 months, if we're honest, of a struggle within the world or our lives. And um, here we find ourselves again, here we're heading into the holidays, there's Thanksgiving, there's Christmas, and we're carrying a lot of pain for so many different reasons. And so we want to look at some of those. I think from, uh, from early 2020 on, we've been bombarded as people, we've been bombarded with reasons to be carrying sadness or disappointment or, or grief. And, um, I would define lament this way for us as we begin this season is, is, is lament is giving time and space and voice and expression to our deep sorrow, our pain, our loss, our disappointment, our grief over so many of the things that we have all encountered uh, corporately and individually. And to name just a few, COVID, obviously COVID shutdowns, COVID mandates, division over, over COVID, lost lives, fires, the fires that came through our community. Sometimes we get so quick to help that we we forget the devastation of individual lives and the way it's impacted people and then the way that it might still be impacting us down the road a ways. These last couple years, we've seen people have to lay down dreams, 
We've seen students lose entire school years and senior years and all that come with it. We've seen people walking through financial loss or, or even loss of faith. We see a lot of people deconstructing their faith or feeling disconnected from the church or community as a whole that they used to feel like was such a valuable part of their story. Now they don't quite know where they fit in and everybody has different perspectives and leanings and, 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 and vocabularies and ways of saying things. And I don't know if, if I still have a family of faith around me. And so people could be grieving that. A lot of us are seeing a loss of hope in our nation or the direction of our nation or, or the, the, the fellow citizens, the people around us. We look around the, and, and we don't feel that same camaraderie or connection or direction that maybe we have come to feel a loss in that area. We've lost friendships. A lot of these things where we try to politicize everything and everyone has to have an opinion and a platform and an allegiance on every single thing, and we lose nuance, and we lose the ability to say it's both, and it's and, and it's all, and it's a story, and we, and we just get to a place where it's like, no, you're either this or you're not in my life, and we've lost friendships, and we've lost family connections because of it. We have sorrow that we're carrying over this division that's around us in those interpersonal relationships, but also just in our communities at large. We have sorrow that some of us are carrying. I think many of us are carrying, if we're honest, of just how we've personally responded to people or how we've responded on some of these things that have happened or, or how we've responded and, or failed to respond well to people and to opportunities that, that arose. And so these are just a few, and I know that you guys have your own list, and I want to say this. In the face of such an avalanche of reasons to be sorrow, to sorry and to lament, is that we can just say, oh man, where to even begin? Let's just accept it and move on. And I want to validate your personal story and your personal journey. I make a list for us to, to be able to say, oh, those are some of the things. But you have individual things, individual stories, individual moments and individual losses, things that you are confronting and facing. And it's not about the avalanche. It's not about a giant snowball. It's about something small and tangible to you. And that's why we are feeling called as we, as we look into this next season to just lament, to give expression, to give time, to give space, to give voice to our deep sorrow, the pain and the loss and the disappointment that we're feeling as we look back over these last few months. And I want to say, this is important for us to recognize is that a lot of times when we encounter a loss, we will grieve that loss, but it'll also be an invitation for us to grieve losses that were in our past that we maybe didn't confront or we didn't heal in or we just pushed down, pushed down, and pushed down. And as each new blow comes, it, is, it feels like it's compounded. Why? Because I believe that God is saying yes, and that hurts, and it also hurts this, and it also hurts this. And so what we have before us is not just an invitation to grieve over the last 18 months, but really to be people, a community, who open our hearts and eyes to all of the things that we might be carrying that are hurting us and pulling on us and stop trying to just move on from them into what's next, but truly believe that God wants to do something powerful in these places and in these moments. Yeah, we believe that God is inviting our community into... Um, as we said, the season of lament, uh, not to minimize or manage our pain, but by showing up within this community as a collective for all of us as a whole family, but also as individuals and um, to what we're carrying and identify those things. And so you might be wondering, well, why? Why are we 
doing this. Um, but we believe that if we do not invite the lament, the grief, the godly sorrow in and learn how to walk in it, then how can we ever move forward in the full unity that we know that God has designed us for? Sure. And when we encounter blows like that or we, and we encounter setbacks, we can be people. And I know I can be a person who says, but let's, let's find vision and let's move forward as fast as we can. And we've got a plan and we, we got this and this and this and we can do all of these things. But it really doesn't matter what we do going forward if we're not together right here, right now. And we're not moving forward in the kind of unity that I believe the Spirit of God is inviting us as a community into. And Romans 12, you may be familiar with this passage, you may not, but Paul's writing and, and, um, and he writes this this picture of unity, and, it, and I've, I've drawn so much courage and encouragement from Romans 12, 12. And Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And so there is this invitation of hope and, and, and patient in, a, in affliction and prayer. But he goes on to say this in verse 15 and 16. I want us to key on this today. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. And so as we mourn with those who mourn, or as you, you may be familiar with it, as weep with those who weep. These aren't independent instructions. They go together in a beautiful picture of unity that says, if we can celebrate with those who celebrate and we can weep with those who weep, what will happen is that we will come together in harmony. We will live in harmony with one another. And that is what we believe God is asking us and inviting us into because lament, I understand, doesn't always feel harmonious. It doesn't always feel comfortable. Uh, we can get, we can feel like there's an expiration date on it of, of haven't you been at this lamenting for about 12 days now? Can we move on? And Drew and I were talking about this the other day and how within our culture and myself included, I think all of us, we, uh, we have this, we get uh, grief fatigued when we try to engage with people. And, and as we're walking through things, we can find that people show up, but after a little while, that they get fatigued by that journey and they, they go on to their own journey. And that doesn't mean that they're terrible people. We've all done that because our stories take us in different directions. But what we are facing right now is a choice that we can engage as a community that says we are not going to let grief fatigue wear us out. We're not going to let grief fatigue disconnect us. Whatever your story is, and no matter how long it takes, we will be with you in the story, and we will be in it together because that is how this is supposed to work. 1 Corinthians 12 says this. Again, Paul, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church, every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance, enters into the celebration. That is what we are being asked to step into. Yeah, and what I love, something that was, I just saw in that was just um, that when we can be involved in each other's hurts and each other's pains, then we can be a part of each other's healing. And there is, it's, you know, as Ryan said, it's sometimes walking into people's uh, pain and hurt. It can be intense, but that there, but then 
as long as I, if I can do that, then I also get to celebrate with them in their healing. And so why would we go, I don't want to be a part of that? Because then we're actually ripping ourselves off of celebrating with them as they are being healed in the process. And so for Ryan and I, yes, we are hurting, but we also know that you are hurting. And then if you're hurting, then we are all hurting. And um, we don't want to be a community hindered by unhealed grief that we never took the time to acknowledge and face. And um, we, we want it to allow it to push us to God. You know, like we, it's all we, Jesus, where are you? Like this should be having me go before Jesus and also connect with others in my life. And um, I know for, for within my own uh, process, and I, I think it was maybe about a week or so after Jeff had passed away, Deanna was over. And um, for me, and just with my walk with Jesus, in every situation, I'm always like, Jesus, where are you? Where are you? I'm always asking the question because I know he's with me. He's with us. And um, Emmanuel, God with us. And so I, I count on that, like, Jesus, I know you're here. And so Deanna's over, and I'm like, okay, Jesus. I mean, you know, like, where are you? As Deanna and I are talking, and we're just crying. I'm like, where are you? Where are you? And, um, and I felt I, I could feel his presence, but I just felt like he was really quiet. And so I just said to Deanna, I said, oh, gosh, I just feel like he's really, uh, I feel him, but he's really quiet. And she said, you know, Kate, I felt the same thing, but I also, I have this picture that he's with me, but he's also weeping with me. And I was like, oh, yes. It, it hit me so deeply because I believe that he's near the brokenhearted. And where those places where we're like, you're so quiet. Are you even here? That he's, what if he's just so close and he's actually weeping with me, weeping with you? And um, I'm always, like I said, you know, drawn to the Psalms and Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saved those who are crushed in spirit. And I, with the Psalms, I know that there are so many like amazing Psalms and celebratory stuff, but did you know that within the Psalms, there's a third of them are laments, a third. You can Google them. They will tell you. And it's, you know, where David's like, God, where are you? Where are you? And it helps give language to places where maybe we have no words. And I'm like, I need to go to the Psalms and find that one and just be like, where are you? You're not, it feels like you're not here, but you're here. And, um, and as I was just spending time in those things, I, I came across this woman and she, her name was Carol Bechtel. And um, she said it within the Psalms, the, the laments, of the songs that they are also, they could be a praise, but in a minor key. Now, I'm not some musical genius. Uh, maybe Nisha could talk about music theory. But the minor key, it just struck me where I was like, oh my gosh, these laments are praise in a minor key. Because So major keys sounds happy and like, oh, this is so nice. The minor key sounds sad. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like that. But knowing that it is still praise. And there was a, there's a song that I have been listening to. It's, um, it's an instrumental song. And there's this, there's this section in it where it was, it's this minor keys, all just like this whole, it's not very long. And at first I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Why would someone ever do this? And, and then it resolves into this beautiful melody and, and, and finishes up. And 
so I started listening to it, and then one point, one day, I had it on, and Ryan walked into the kitchen, and I had it, and it hit this minor thing, and he was like, what is happening? Why, why do you have this on? I was like, I know, but hold on, it gets, it gets better, but those, um, it's uncomfortable, and there's tension in that, but I loved what this woman said, that the minor keys, it doesn't feel like worship, but they are, because, you know, we know, I hope we know this, that Jesus doesn't want all the, like the major, the happy notes in our lives to be the only times that we praise him or that he only shows up in those times, but that we would go, okay, in these minor places, it's okay to be sad because he can show up in those sad places. And so I want us to remember that in this lament, it allows us to keep singing, but that God is okay with our sad songs. And that we owe the honesty of these laments within our heart to God. It's important. You know, we cannot deny this. We cannot deny these areas in our lives of pain or lament. And, um, and even that there's sometimes where it feels like, I don't, I don't have time for this. You know, we can rush through things, but we, we can't rush through them. We have to acknowledge them and make space for it. We don't want to be stunted in this process, even in my own journey. I don't want to be stunted because I'm not willing to go to those places of pain. Like, Jesus, give us courage to go to these places. And that's, that's the invitation of these next several weeks. Um, we are anticipating a powerful move of God that will take place, but not, as I said, in some kind of future destination. We're anticipating a powerful move of God that will take place in individual hearts and individual lives. That is the move of God that we want and in our community of us seeing him be faithful to us as we express individual grief and individual sorrow within the safety of a community that loves Jesus and loves each other. Yeah, so... Yeah, line... Um, so over the next few weeks, as we are going to have some really trusted, amazing people come in, even from outside of our valley, come in and, and, and share with us. Because um, as we've said, we're right in this with you. We're right in the middle of grieving, of lamenting, and um, we're not experts yeah. at this. And we, um, We're not here to teach. We're just yes. going to be sitting here just, receiving yeah, with you guys. So that we can all receive this together. Um, and I wanted to just briefly just acknowledge that I know, like, maybe some of you are, could go, well, I don't have that much grief, or my level of sadness is, I feel like I'm doing okay. But we want, and I, if you're in that place, we want to just celebrate with you, and that, in, that you can even um, look around and find places where you can stand with someone who is maybe in the process of grieving or lamenting, or with facing some disappointments, and empathize with them and, and join them. But we also want to um, look at those places where maybe there's anger or frustration, and that could be a, a higher like emotion, but deeper down could be unprocessed grief. So we want you to get very curious about, even within the week of going, yeah, why am I responding this way? Why do I feel so irritated when this person posts something or I, uh, my kid is responding this way? And we want to be really curious and to look at those and go, okay, maybe, maybe I am a little bit angry about something, but 
maybe I have some or for you. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah, I think that unprocessed emotion has a variety of ways of showing up, and we're not going to go too deep into this, but um, sometimes your back hurts because you didn't pick things up correctly or you should have done more of the exercises that you're always skipping. But sometimes it hurts because this is, it's hard to make jokes on lament day, isn't it? Sorry, people. <laughs> so we tough. jump up and down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeez. Total, total disconnect from reality here. So sometimes your back hurts because you pick something up wrong. Sometimes it hurts because there is unprocessed emotion that is looking for an outlet. And if it's not seen and, and, and carried to the Lord, it can show up in different ways. And that same thing is true for, for, for little things like irritations and frustrations and angers that Kate was talking about. But it can also show up in big things. And so we want to look at, at the story of our life and say, do I have a story of always struggling to build good, healthy friendships? Or do I have a story of struggling to show up in places of intimacy with my spouse? Or this? And I'm not trying to say, let's trace every line back to a trauma or a disappointment uh, or, a, or a point of grief, but please let's be aware that a lot of the things that we're like, I'm not grieving, I'm not sad, but if I am also exhibiting a lot of these other things, that can be unresolved sadness and unresolved disappointment that God is looking at in our community and in our lives individually to just say, you're safe to bring that to me. I want to see that. And, I, and um, I think just as a way of setting an example, I was yesterday, my I was, uh, my parents decided to, to sell their house and to move. And, um, and so they're moving, not away, they're just moving uh, locally. And so it's like a hobby. Um, and so I was there yesterday and, and our whole family was there and we were all helping, helping them move and get packed and we were filling up pods and we were filling up storage sheds and we were moving things around. And, and early on in, this, in, in it, I was with my dad and we were, we were trying to fill up a a trailer and I was I was just really frustrated and irritated with him and it was coming out in the way that I was acting toward him. And and then as he walked away and we, we it was fine, we we worked it out. But as he walked away and I had some time by myself, I'm like, why why am I why is this the the, the irritation? Why is this the way that I'm acting today? What is really going on? And obviously what's really going on is I just am with my family, we're moving my parents and I just miss my brother. I just wanted my brother there. And, and, and so this is the reality of how grief and pain is I'm even working through it, but it still just comes out in that, in that frustration or that irritation, the way that my, the way my kids experience me. I, I write cards for my kids often as they're heading out to school. And so I'm like, I try to encourage them and do something to them. It's like lately, it's just been, please forgive me letters. Like I'm, I, <laughs> you can read them. I'll bring them. I'm super Sorry. For the way that I responded. Why? Because when we are hurting, we have a choice. You can either stuff that and allow that to become who you are, or you can recognize that the way that I'm acting is because I'm hurting, and I need God to show up and meet me in this place that I'm hurting. And I need to lament. I need to give expression to this. And I, I, I've explained it to people and expressed it to people like this. For me, what used to be hard for me feels impossible right now. What used to be easy feels challenging. And what is mindless is enticing and tempting and appealing. I'm looking for things that are like cost me no emotional equity that I can just check out in. And that's not healthy, but I'm recognizing that. And we need to be people with our eyes open to be able to recognize those things. And as Kate said, be curious about your life. Be curious about your responses and be curious about your cycles and what things seem to continually come up. This could be God's way of showing you here is an unresolved pain. 
that I want you to bring to me and I want you to see me meet you in that place. Yeah, so we just want, um, I mean, I feel like we should have a lifestyle of curiosity or just asking those questions, not just in this, uh, for this season, but that we would look at our responses. And, um, and so, and even maybe that you're going, oh gosh, maybe this is, come back to church and now we're in a season of lament, like I don't think I'm going to come back, uh, that you would look at that and go, why, why would I not want to be here? Why would I? And, and those are okay. It's okay to ask those questions and it's okay to have that like, oh, yeah. okay, that's okay. Okay, yeah. heart, what's, what are you telling me? And so to slow things down and to start asking some of those questions um, and just take account. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do with the rest of our time together this morning. We're going to have Nisha come back up and, and play some worship and some music and allow us uh, some, a space, for allow you a space to invite God to just make himself known to you. Grab a journal, maybe your phone where you can write some things down and, and ask this question. Are there places where I'm carrying sadness or grief or disappointment or disillusionment or disconnection that I'm trying to move on from before I encounter your presence there and resolve it? And so don't, let's not be people who are so concerned with moving on from that we don't invite God to meet us in. And one other thing, as we look at those disappointments, those losses, those griefs that the Spirit is going to bring up and we write those down, we're not trying to fix them. We're just recognizing them. We're seeing them, and those become targets. And so I, the, the, the final thought I have for you is we're not here to judge. We're not here to compare. This isn't a competition. You don't get to disqualify yourself because somebody else has a greater pain than your pain. If it hurts you, it hurts the Father's heart, and he cares about it, and he wants to meet you in that place. We're not in a comparison. We're not in a competition competition. If it hurts, he wants you to give it to him. He wants you to see it because it's valuable to you and it is costly to you to lay it at his feet. And that's what worship should be. So in fact, looking into these pain points is worship because we're giving to him something that is valuable to us because we care about it and we protect it and we hold it so close. And he's asking us to just bring it out and lay it before him. Mark 14 tells a story where Jesus was at a house and he was hanging out and, a, and it says a woman came with an alabaster jar of expensive perfume and made, uh, she broke it open and she poured it on Jesus' head. And some of those present, however, they expressed their indignation to one another. Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for over 300 denarii and the money could have been given to the poor and they scolded her for her offering. But what did Jesus do? He looked at her And then, and he said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her and causing trouble? She has done a good and beautiful thing to me. And sometimes lament, showing up in lament and bringing lament is the most costly thing that you can pour out to God. Just like she brought that in honor as an act of worship, it was the most costly thing that she could bring. I would say this morning, some of the things that are hurting in you and some of the pain points and some of the things that you're walking through, those are the most They're the most costly things that you could bring to him. And other people may not understand it. And other people might be, why why this? Why now? What's that about? What's going on? Don't do that. Don't bring that that way. And Jesus looks at that and he looks at you and he says, what you have brought to me, it is a good and it is a beautiful thing that you would bring this to me. And so that's our commitment is to just say, God, come search our hearts pull on these places and show us how to walk out lament and grief as a community 
centered on you, Jesus. And so for these next few minutes, just be with him. Ask him, write things down, and trust him to get you moving on this journey. Sorry, one thing. Just let me, just a couple more things. Um, one, your emotion and your expression of that emotion is safe in this yes. place. No one's asking you to say, oh yeah, I did that exercise, but I was super buttoned up. Like if God's moving in you, your, your, your expression of your emotion is safe in this place. There's Kleenex boxes, there's people, there's things. We're all in this together. If you're in this and you're feeling, I'm stuck, I don't, I, I don't know where to begin, I don't know what, I don't know. I want you to have the freedom to just raise your hand wherever you're at. And as you raise your hand, just leave it up for a few minutes and, and one of our ministry or one of our prayer, sorry, one of our pastors will come and will pray with you. Okay, so just, they're not gonna come to your face and say, tell me what's going on, let's unpack it. Let me do a little grief seminar for you. They're just gonna come behind you, lay their hands on you for a minute and pray over you that places where you're feeling the stress or the anxiety or the locking of this that would be unlocked. Your pain and your sadness and your hurt and your trauma given to the Lord are beautiful. And so we wanna help you unlock that. So if you, if you just need prayer as we go through this exercise, then raise your hand and we'll have someone come around and pray with you.
unresolved and you're going to feel very open before the Lord but you are not unsafe you are safe you are known you are okay and you 
your emotions and your journey and your story are invited here. And I know that the world tells us like, if a horse bucks you off, you gotta get back on. We can't, you're not gonna make it very far in life if every time something hard happens, you just lay down and feel all your emotions. And it's true. Like there is a dynamic of like, we've gotta get back to what we were doing or how we were or whatever that is. But if a horse bucks you off, I think it's important that you stand up and probably check yourself really good to make sure that you don't have any broken bones or internal bleeding before you jump back on. And our model too often has been, oh, you fell, oh, that was hard, get back up, get to it, come on, dust you off, pat you on the back and say, go. Shut it down, don't feel, don't think, just go. Just move forward. And what can happen is that then we're moving forward with unresolved pain doubt in God that we're burying under a false faith that says oh but God is good and he's faithful and he's got it all under control well you can say that with your mouth but if you never invite him to meet you in these places of pain and trauma and hurt and encounter him and experience him then that will just be a false faith that you continue to express but you never experience and of course as we know that incongruity is what diminishes and destroys our journey with Jesus so what we want is the congruity, that place where we say, who you are to me in my places of greatest pain are how I express myself to the world around me. And you're faithful and you are love. And if that's how you are to me in my places of pain, that's how I get to be to the world around me. And so in the weeks ahead, we invite you, we encourage you, and we expect you to, to walk with us in grief and in lament, trusting that the things that are hurting you are hurting God's heart and he wants to meet you in them. And he wants to bring us to places of healing and restoration. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap up with prayer, but I, we kind of made a, not a joke, but about with, with the season of lament as, our, as, our, as a family, as a church, you know, what if for a little while we are the church that is the sad church? And people know us by, oh yeah, those, those people, they're, they're extra sad right now. <laughs> and it would be this thing, but it would be this, as I said earlier, like a lifestyle that we would have these, this, these seasons of like, wow, God, you're so faithful and you're so good. And then you're also, man, God, I have so many questions right now. I have, I have for me personally, I feel like there, I'm in a wrestle a little bit with Jesus in the midst of all that we have are facing and and I know he's okay with that and he's okay you know I always he's like hey you're okay you're okay but I want to have that our, our lives woven with that the praise and the minor and the praise and the major the beauty the happy and the sad and that we would be people who are congruent to what is taking place in our world what is taking place in our rogue valley what is taking place in my own heart. And so I just wanna pray. And, I, and I'm gonna pray like personally, but then corporately for us, it's just a blessing, but also just permission that we would have courage to go where he's gonna take us. And so Jesus, we, we thank you that you don't go, like we won't go anywhere that you, you aren't and that we trust you, Jesus, in this season when we have those questions, when we have those hard, like, oh, what are you doing here, Jesus? I don't get it. 
this is not right. That we are safe to, to vocalize that, safe to feel that anguish, that heaviness, because you need us. So we, I do, we do give you permission, Jesus. We do live with an open heart, that soft with